It's Football Friday. Your chance to put the press on Presson. Double E Football Team President and CEO Chris Presson joins Chelsea and Shea for your questions. Brought to you by Touchback Safety. First in industry, first in class. Good morning, Chris. Thanks for joining us yet again. We appreciate it. Good morning. Now, do we do we wish you a happy Thanksgiving? How does that work? You're an American, but you know, you're... I, I celebrated as a Canadian. My family and I did, uh, but you know, I am American, so I, I guess that would be in order. But nonetheless, uh, I'm in Canada, so I consider myself Canadian at this point. So you didn't do a big turkey thing and watch football all day yesterday? We did not. I was at work all day yesterday, and I didn't get to watch an ounce of football. Well, that's a good answer. I mean, that you're really embracing Canadian traditions, but we wouldn't have held it against you no. if you wanted to at least honor your holiday. You're, you're allowed to do that. I'm kind of sad that you had to work on American Thanksgiving. It should it should be something that you could, like, probably negotiate to get a holiday for. Yeah, I had to play it safe, though, and I had a number of my friends in the States that certainly texted me and wished me happy Thanksgiving. But nonetheless, my family and I are, are fully Canadian at this point and celebrated as such. Uh, any excuse to have another turkey dinner would be fine by me, so I, I think you you got to learn to capitalize on that, Chris. Yeah, the only thing I don't like about the turkey dinner is you immediately go right to sleep, right? Yeah, so you're not true. real productive after that. Yeah, that's true. That is true. That's not a bad uh, thing. Yeah, you had a, I imagine you had a great experience uh, this past week when you are talking to Jack Graff and, and told him he'd won himself a whole bunch of money. Yeah, it was awesome, you know, for uh, anybody to have won. Uh, would have been fun to speak with, but visiting with he and his wife, who have been ardent supporters of our team and of various community 50-50s, it was nice to know that they've invested a lot of money in this over the course of time, not just with us, but again, as mentioned, with other 50-50s as well. And it was nice to see their smiling faces and, as his wife said, their intent to to push some of the money to those that need it as well. Just a great story. Sure is, and it was a real successful 50-50, was it not? I mean, the, the the numbers were really high. Everyone got involved in it. Well, I mean, clearly we were involved, and uh, I will tell you, you really get sucked in at watching the numbers churn, right? And, you know, you start early, and you see the number, and you think, ah, I'm going to wait a couple of hours. I'll check back in in a couple of hours, and you don't go two minutes, and you're checking back <laughs> in. And so I texted and numerous other people and got them sucked into it as well, and I ended up being here at the office for for 12 hours just watching the numbers churn well we know that people in alberta really get behind a 50 50. we go crazy for them here so um now some news coming down the way today chris uh, you guys are going to do it again yeah we take uh again being a community-owned team very serious and we want to make sure that we're doing our part to support the community and we know that you know, the Huskies and the Wildcats and the U of A have struggled raising funds. And we're also concerned, as everyone is, about the, the mental and physical well-being of, of our youth as well. And so beginning a week from tomorrow, so December 5th, we will have a 50-50 with the proceeds going to those teams, the Wildcats, the Huskies, and the U of A Golden Bears. And uh, same process, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m., one day only. And we're hoping that everyone will truly get behind this initiative as they did with Joey's Fund as well. Great idea, and I'm sure people will. There's something about 50-50s in this city where people just go crazy, so I'm sure it'll be another huge hit. Yeah, you always think you can win, and, and you truly can, but you know you, you certainly can't win if you don't play. So exactly. uh, we're excited about it, and again, we take, uh, 
we take doing our part to help others very seriously and we hope this is evidence of that and we hope again people get behind it because we know that those three teams are are struggling you know to keep their commitments and we want to make sure that since we didn't have a season and we couldn't contribute with our normal 50 50 game to game that that others will rally behind that and help i wanted to ask you uh, chris about uh, the the window you opened up for uh, for fans to make name suggestions uh, on sunday it's going to go until uh, tuesday uh, what has the response been like uh, have you got any numbers on on how many uh, people have uh, uh, suggested names and how many different names you have yeah, it's been awesome. We had 4,800 responses within a 24-hour period. Uh, so clearly that, that update came on Monday. I've not gotten an update the rest of this week. I'll have one later today. But I, I would imagine we're well over six or 7,000 submissions. I don't know exactly how many different names we've had. We have someone in the office tabulating, but... Uh, bless his heart he has a full-time job as well and he's been given this duty to to kind of take all this information and run it through a funnel and put something out on the other end so we don't have real-time information but nonetheless we've had a number of different names i'm looking at a a name that was just submitted in a in a letter written to me yesterday the edmonton evolution which i thought was pretty cool jerry willis submitted that so thought it was a cool name but yeah thus far uh, including the 3,000 submissions we had unsolicited, were we got to be well in the range of, of 10,000 at least. Holy wow. cow. Wow. That's great. Okay, well, that kind of answers um, our first question from a listener. We had uh, Ursula saying, have you chosen a new name for our football team yet? She's, and then she goes on to give you a suggestion, Chris. She says, the Edmonton Eagles would sound awesome. You could keep the acronym and colors, and an eagle carrying a football would portray power. So, I mean, she backs it up with some with some logic there. So she's just got to get yeah, it's that, pretty uh, solid. Naming contest. She's making a case, and that's what I'm impressed by is people have the logic behind it. This this individual that I just mentioned with the evolution sent me a logo and everything, and oh wow, backed it up well. So it's very very interesting. And Eagles has been submitted. It's been submitted quite nicely and and many times. And certainly, as I understand it, there are Eagles along the River Valley. So uh, good suggestion, Ursula. We thank you. We don't have the name yet. And we won't have the name till uh, spring of next year. What's the, what's the next step after Tuesday, Chris? You, you, you close the window on on taking submissions on Tuesday. Then what happens? Yeah, then we start to come back internally a bit. You know, we have to summarize that information and do it in a in a way that's easily understood. And then we have to share that information with our agency. And then we have to start internally working on what are our brand convictions and what's our brand strategy and how do we position the brand. And that'll be done with us and the agency. And then we'll be back to Edmond, Edmonton uh, probably around uh, the first two weeks in February for a second opinion uh, with a short list of names. Okay, other questions from the audience. Chris, uh, Cody says, Chris, do you think all the teams in the CFL will be able to survive after not playing this past season? Well, I like to answer things factually. In this case, I can't a- answer it factually, but I can give you an opinion. Yes, I think they will. Um, you know, we speak as, as club presidents every day and those above us at the lead governor level do the same. Uh, I feel good about where we are as a league. I feel good about where we are with all nine teams. So, yes, I would predict that all nine teams will survive and play next season. Excellent. Another question from one of our listeners, and these ones, I'm, I'm not sure how deep we can get into this because some of it I don't, don't think you know, but Daryl says, with COVID-19, can you even have a seating plan for ticket holders to be able to sit safely in the stands yet? Maybe you can't open concessions, but you sell things in the stands, uh, hot dogs and hamburgers and stuff, including 50-50, you know, designated gates. I mean, a lot of the specifics, he's really taking a deep dive into how football is going to look when it does reopen. I would imagine a lot of that's still up in the air, right? 
It is all great points and all great questions and all things that we are working on. I just finished a restart plan earlier in the week that I shared with our senior leadership team. And clearly the city and Commonwealth also has a restart plan, which is very intricate. So we need to marry those two plans together. But at the end of the day, you're right, Shay. It all uh, boils down to public health officials telling us what we can and cannot do. But we have a plan to react to all the things that he's mentioned. Um, this one we've got a couple of times as we've done this campaign. Um, Ted says, one thing I thought the double E should do, instead of the helter-skelter green and gold chairs that we put in, which I think look awesome, what about having a big double E in gold chairs and the rest of them in green? Ah, that would be a challenge only because that would be an expensive commodity. And, be, uh, you know, <laughs> replacing seats is, uh, is not cheap. So I'm like you. I actually like the green and gold within the stadium. I think it lends itself nicely to who we are. But, uh, again, nice suggestion, but a costly one. Plus, no one would see him once everybody sit in the seats anyway. So Unless you promise to wear gold. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> All right, Chris. Well, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate the chat as always. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you bet. Thanks very much, Chris. Take care. Have a good weekend. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. <laughs> and Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.